a Nickelodeon original podcast. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements ad-free with Avatar Braving the Elements Premium on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe today. Hello, friends, benders, and non-benders alike. Welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. And Varney, I'm going to have to immediately call you on the fact that Mm -hmm. you've clearly decided to add a little detail to your wardrobe today in honor of today's Avatar episode. Yeah, that's right. Because I'm a a dork. Yeah. (laughs) It's as simple as that. (laughs) Do Do you like my headband? Do you like my headband? I do like the headband, and I was a little jealous of it, and so I went out and got myself a hood. Yeah. As Zuko is hooded out in much of this episode. Yeah, I'm actually really glad. I can't believe that we both had the same idea to come in costume. Um, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. I'm glad that you like it. I'm glad that you are hooded. Uh, I hope that doesn't mean that you are off to collect a bounty hunter to seek someone. Hopefully not me. I'm wearing the headband because conveniently enough, we are going to be talking about episode two of book three today. The headband. See? Yes, but but we're not alone. We're not doing it alone. We are very happy and to be rejoined by a friend of the podcast and the writer of the episode, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. John O'Brien. Hello, hello. I, I am also also incognito to go with you to the Fire Nation. Yes, we got to be <laughs> incognito. Com- complete with hat and sunglasses. Yes, you got to be because we can't let nobody know. I mean, I could go right. there. What's, what's ironic is Zuka could walk around Fire Nation all day long because I'm <laughs> the prince of the Fire Nation. However, I choose to also... Incognito. If I may point out, and I know this is rushing ahead to the very end, uh, you don't want people to know that you think the Avatar might still be alive. I know. I I know. I know. I know. I know. I need to just remind everyone: we haven't seen John for a minute. Uh, We had him on, uh, and we very quickly came to realize that this is the person who created the Cabbage Merchant. Okay. I know. Could have been an eggplant merchant. Could have been a cantaloupe merchant. It's the cabbage merchant because of this. Can you give us a little background, a little inside track on that? I I like to think that, you know, he comes from a long line of people who grew an heirloom strain of cabbage. Ah. And he's it's all he knows. I I don't know. I just made that up just now. (laughs) So let's not. What writer magic? I I would not. That's off the top of my head for cabbage. Cabbage. cabbage I wonder. I mean, I've I've met quite a few cabbage men, uh, yeah. cosplayers throughout the years. That some come with uh, their cabbage carts. Very very yes. good. Always a crowd pleaser. Always a crowd pleaser. Speaking of lazily named characters, <laughs> we're gonna have one this at the very end of this episode as well. <laughs> that is legit. The name of the character we. <laughs> Uh, uh, of the, it's legitimately the name that we refer to the guy as yes. our entire time in the writer's <laughs> room, and I don't think he ever gets a another public facing proper name. Yeah, yeah. Bright uh, gave us some, some, that, a little. Is, Bright gave us a little. It keeps him scarier. It keeps him scarier. Combustion man. Yeah. <laughs> Way scarier. Um, he's not a human. He's a he's combustion man. 
which I guess right. does make him a yeah. human, but whatever. Um, actually, so I'm jumping to the end of the episode. Sorry. No, I, no, no. Actually, I, I'm really glad you brought that up because uh, we happen to know um, from a recent chat with Mike and Brian that it was uh, Combustion Man was born out of, if I may, the nuclear fallout of an idea that you had during the writer's retreat when you guys went to Santa Barbara for book three. Do you remember what I'm talking about, my friend? No. (laughs) (laughs) Please tell. You pitched the idea of the fire sages uh, working together and combining forces to create nuclear power in a uh, destructive type manner. Wow. I, I don't want to over like I, I could be misrepresenting, but I feel like Brian said something like, oh, God, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's that sounds like the biggest drag ever. And if I really did pitch that, then Brian was right to say that. And then he said that. Are we talking, that mushroom? Are we talking he, about mushroom clouds here? Mushroom, mushroom clouds. clouds. That's what we're talking but he said that what came out of that was the concept of combustion man, that there was still this idea of being able to, like, you know, very, very uh, carefully direct your power and energy into essentially just destroying something with your mind. Um so, yeah, so that's why you pitch everything. Right, John? That's why you come with your worst ideas. You- because they might turn into gold. Yeah. Because they might Sometimes turn into gold. alchemy happens yeah. and this terrible lead gets turned into gold. Yes. Yes. Um, that made me feel that made me feel good because I feel like I've pitched a lot of bad ideas. And um and it, it is a reminder that because this is a terrifying character. Um and he is someone that we never really find out that much about. You know, some of these characters we end up getting a backstory on and we're like, oh, I guess there's a reason they are who they are. Or, you know, now I can kind of identify with them. I feel some empathy for them. Nobody's doing that with Combustion Man. Not about Combustion Man. Yeah. Nobody's Combustion out Man, to do that. No, no. When I first saw him, I reminded me a little bit of He-Man or something like uh, or, or oh, Ram Man in He-Man. There's okay. a character in He-Man called Ram Man. And I was oh, like, yeah. Combustion Man, Ram Man. There you go. I don't know. That's just me. No, this is good to this is good to know. I'm trying to remember if I if I I mean I don't remember Ram Man. I'm gonna have to look that up. Definitely gonna have to. Look uh, that just up. a Ram. He just Ram things. He, he, was, he, he was smushed powerful. him down, and he had a little lever. Exactly. On his oh, I know exactly. What you're about. He, uh, I do remember Ram Man. He, okay. <laughs> Ram okay. Man. The thing about Combustion Man is, is he? I mean, we only see him a little in this episode, but when he goes in the future, he is OP. He he is very yeah. powerful. He's very. Yeah. Very powerful. It's like, why Why is this guy not taking over the world? Why is he not Fire Lord? This guy can do a lot of things. We don't know how, we don't know how smart he is. Let's talk about that first. Just one second. We don't know. Does he, is he craving leadership? Is he a person who's craving leadership? Or is he there to get the job done in uh, the most nefarious way possible? Yeah, he seems like he's probably a follower, but a very powerful follower. He's your, he's your ace in the hole follower. Clearly willing to do what Zuko says. So Zuko um, is the prince of the Fire Nation. He's, yeah. So Combustion I mean, he's Man. He's back in good graces. He's back. Yeah. This has good Zuko stuff in it this episode. I actually This like, has a lot. I didn't realize. It's my I, favorite scene with him and May. 
where they're just talking about how they don't hate each other. Can we? Get, <laughs> oh my god, we better get into it. We better get into we it. We gotta get into it. Yeah, we this gotta is get exciting. into it. Before we it. get into this episode, let's do a, just a big shout out to Giancarlo for joining us for last week's discussion of the Awakening. Oh, you guys where, had Giancarlo? I yes, love that dude. Giancarlo, where yes. Aang discovers his uh, recovers from his mortal wounds, and Zuko's reunited with his father, and Katara and Sokka reunited with their father, and Team Avatar decides to hide out in the Fire Nation, letting everyone think that Aang's dead, which leads us to this episode yeah. of yeah. The Headband. Again, I, and I just shout out to the titles because The Awakening has so much gravitas. The name. <laughs> yes. The Awa- <laughs> you know where I'm going with this. The name The Awakening is like, what are we talking about? Are we talking about the birth of a civilization? I mean, this is big stuff. And then we roll into... The headband. <laughs> the accessory, yeah. <laughs> the head. It's a very important band. accessory. But nowadays, people just sweat into their eyes, and it's a yeah, it's a just nightmare. sweat into. They it's think a nightmare. It's What's a- going on here? And I also do want to shout out the fact that I am wearing my Flamio shirt. We will be talking about that more as well. Uh, we've talked about what happens a little bit in this episode. There's a lot going on. There is homage to a classic '80s movie. I know we're going to get into that in a little bit, um, but. Here we are. We know that Aang has to uh, stay undercover because everyone believes that the Avatar is dead. And it took him a minute to get used to that idea. But now he sort of embraced it. They are going to be hiding as uh, Fire Nation citizens in the Fire Nation. And um, here we see that kind of um, happening. We see that Aang kind of gets the experience of being a kid in a school like in a way that he normal never, kid normal yeah, being kid. a normal kid and uh there's things about that that appeal to him despite you know the challenges that he faces through it so uh and we find some interesting stuff out about how the fire nation kind of manipulates information about history and uh so there's hey, some really hey, great hey, stuff hey, that hey, happens go hey, go hey, hey, oh no hey, i'm so sorry hey. i don't mean manipulates i mean the fire nation yes. uh, has a different perspective on perspective. Um, their history like they just make up the Manipulate. idea that someone has an army when they never did it's cool no, I love Damn the Fire it. Nation. Come on. I love the Fire Nation. I especially love Ozai. He's a good guy. Uh, this episode, we've said it before. <laughs> we're going to say it again. This episode, while directed by the amazing Joaquin Dos Santos, was written by our buddy that you are looking at right now. Th- this was actually one of my f- favorite episodes to write, uh, believe it or not, because it's it's such a... Sometimes the small stories to me are the most fun. Yes. Um, and this was like... Like it's not anybody doing anything super dangerous or trying to blow something up. It's just uh, like interpersonal stuff. And sometimes that's the most fun um, to write and watch, I think. Um, So it's different that it's like, I don't know. So yeah, like you said, it goes from this, you know, big thing to the headband. (laughs) Um, In a good way. But yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's jump in. This episode opens on a very cool view of where Ozai's palace is inside this uh, kind of volcano basin. Um, It's night. Zuko's having trouble sleeping. And I did have this thought (laughs) when the episode opened this way. What I am wondering, and I know things are about to be different, but like up to this exact moment where Zuko is having trouble sleeping, through the entire series up to this point, where Zuko's having trouble sleeping, I wonder how many actual real-life human minutes we have seen Zuko be truly happy. Like, 
I don't know if there are that many. I feel like you can count them down. Like, I feel like if you have a little stopwatch and you go through the first two books of the show, the last episode leading up to this moment, Cabbage Heads, if indeed that's what we're calling you, I would like you to tell me. Find me on social media. I'm at the JV Club on Instagram. Uh, I would like to know how many human real life minutes you think pass in which you would confidently say that Zuko is happy leading up to this moment. I feel like it's like one minute. Very rare. Very rare to see a Zuko. uh, There was the minutes going into the the end of last season when he was happy with his uncle, the tea shop. There was like 30 seconds. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's I think it's very measurable. And I think it's gonna be a small amount. That's all I'm saying. Help us out. I want to know what your take is. I want to know how many seconds you can do it in seconds. If you don't want to do it in minutes, maybe it's only seconds. Oh, they got it. I'm sure it's already out there. I'm already sure that I'm already sure it's out there. Send it over to us. We want to know. We want to know what you think. So so surprise, surprise, Zuko's troubled. Um, We all know what that looks like. Uh, He's gotten out of bed. He heads to the prison tower. um, But he turns his back when a guard asks who's out there. So he kind of you know, skulks away. It's morning. Um, and we sort of now are fall. We're away from Zuko. Uh, we're away from that volcano basin and we're, we're following a, like a, a very intentional cloud. That's very much headed in a very specific direction. It is also talking. Um, and it is our friends, team avatar shout out to the cute little kind of turtle iguana thing. And then some, there are some puffins, you know, I like to shout out those uh, animal hybrids. I'm not sure the puffins are a cross with anything. John, I highly doubt that you would know off the top of your head, but do you know if those birds are? You do? I believe they are toucan puffins. Toucan ah, puffins. They did look kind of, I wouldn't even know what to call them puffins, but if you call them a toucan, I would say, yeah, it's a toucan. Yeah. That, that's what I'm told. Two of my favorite um, cereals together at last. Hey. We're in enemy territory. Those are enemy birds. Of course, we said it before, the cloud is Team Avatar, um, more or less led by just a real covert ops version of Sokka. He does not want the enemy to discover them before they can safely move into um, a cave. Uh, Katara and Aang point out that they probably don't need to be quite that uh, covert. They can probably actually blend in to the town itself if they just get some Fire Nation clothing. Um, And I also want to shout out those little cave hoppers that Momo is very happy to eat. I don't know exactly what a cave hopper is. Maybe you do know that, John. It looks like some sort of uh, white cricket, but maybe there's something else happening there. It was alive. It was alive. Before Momo ate them. Yes, 100%. And I I thought for a second, because, you know, we know that Aang is... uh, is vegetarian like the airbender and he and we just see that later on the episode but yeah. i thought maybe momo was too because momo's an airbender or no just no, or he's just eating fish he likes to get no. he eats whatever yeah go ahead john so the so um actually i'm gonna be this character let's um, go uh so momo is not an airbender uh appa is but momo is just a flying animal and he he does eat you know whatever Whatever he can put in his mouth, I think. He ate these things <laughs> alive. He, he ate for, these things. They were living, and then he bit the head off and, and swallowed it. I would say for for their uh, for their questionable beginning, where I think Sokka wanted to eat Momo, they have actually a lot in common. 
they both are very hungry and they like to fantasize about eating just about whatever food form they can. So like attracts like. That's all I have to say about that. So the gang is going to get a new wardrobe. I'm going to leave it to you, Dante, to take us into this next portion where we see yeah. that happen. Okay. So the gang, they sneak up on a building and it's and it's, it's like, I guess it's a cleaning place, maybe a dry cleaner. I don't know. There's a lot of laundry drying on clotheslines. Uh, you know, the steam pockets coming from the ground. I don't know. This, yeah, is it, it is it a is, is it a laundry? There's a, I don't there's know. a lot of clothes hanging. John, I had a lot know? of things going. I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe it's a laundry. I don't know. Or is Anyhow, it just a house? Guitars. I do, it could be. Uh, who knows? Oh, Brian, tell us right now. Tell us. Brian, is, it, is, is it a laundry? John, I, I actually don't know, but I do know they steal the clothes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, which is maybe that is one helpful. Of the only, Katara, only yes. times that we see them stealing. No, yeah. no, um, the the water scroll. The water oh, bending stroll. Yeah, you're right. John, oh, what Katara, a bunch of thieves. I love Katara, but she has a little stilly still in her. She does. So yeah. Katara's really happy to dive right in and steal. Uh, yeah. Again, just a PSA to the kids out there don't steal. Stealing is not good. Don't steal. Definitely don't steal from pirates yeah. and also dry cleaners. Don't steal. You don't need to do <laughs> that. You. Okay. Thank you, Bosco. But if you're right. if you're in an enemy country where you might die if you get caught, I mean, I mean they then... still a little bit, still a little bit, <laughs> still a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone is taking things. Aang's got a new headband to hide his arrow, which we find later out. Um, which we later find out is a belt, which that's cool. And Toph's debating whether to uh, wear shoes, and she figures it out that way. We got it. Let me just pause for one second. Yeah. The beauty shot of yes. Katara. Yeah. In. The Fire Nation wardrobe. I would like to say she looked very nice. Yeah. Uh, Fire Nation fashion looks very nice on it's her beautiful, and the whole gang. Wardrobe. Yeah. It, but come on, y'all gave y'all gave you gave Katara the the shiny shiny twinkle twinkle. It was beautiful. <laughs> we did. Yeah. And, and it so makes Aang blush. It makes Aang blush for sure. That's Katang right. vibes are are popping off heavy. But you know, as they're all in there. Their Fire Nation gear, Katara realizes, you know, that, or does it Aang, like, oh, you have the necklace on, the Water Tribe necklace, your mom's necklace, and that was a really beautiful moment. So everyone gets new accessory. Momo gets uh, squished into Aang's shirt, and they're ready to go into the village to integrate themselves into the Fire Nation community. I used to visit my friend Kuzan here a hundred years ago. So everyone just follow my lead and stay cool. Or, as they say in the Fire Nation, stay flaming. Greetings, my good Hotman. Uh, hi. I guess. And yeah, Aang blends right in. <laughs> I mean, the the thing about John, this episode, you you wrote some things <gasps> that have transcended and have lived on in the Avatar community. Flame yo, hot man. Yeah. Hot man. I still you, people say that to me. I to mean, this, day. this is what I'm saying. Uh, John O'Brien. I, Go. Classic. Yeah. I want that shirt. <laughs> I got to get you um, the shirt. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, to me, like, Aang, Aang clearly knows some stuff about the Fire Nation, but I think he's, I think he's really winging it with the Flame <laughs> 100%. Oh, I don't think anyone's 100%. ever said that. I think he's making it up. And he's like, I think to him, like, this is probably what they call each other, I guess. I don't know. Um, and he commits to it. 
Oh. He's, he's doing great. He's calling everybody hot. Man. I he's love it everybody hot man. so much. I cannot tell you how much I love Aang awkwardly calling everyone Hotman. It is Hotman. one of my favorite funniest moments in the entire series. Hotman. 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 It's so good. It's so funny. And they're all, Hotman. They're, Hotman. they're Hotman. all really bad Hotman. at coming up with fake Fire Nation talk. Like, like yes. with Sokka. I mean, maybe I'm jumping ahead, but Sokka yeah, taking yes. a name, Wang, uh, Wang Fire. <laughs> Wang Fire. And Sapphire. Fire. Yeah. It's Sapphire so good. Fire. Greetings, my good Hotman. So, I mean, yeah, this is, these are classics. Hotman. You, Hotman. 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 You created the Cabbage Guy. You created Flamio Hotman. John. Pretty good. Yeah. Dude, this is like lives on. Bridges. I've signed. I've signed that on many a picture. Yes. Many a picture. It's, I've signed. Oh, that's crazy! Flamio wow. yeah. <laughs> It's a big deal. Uh, and it, it's, and it's on deal. shirts now. It's yeah. on shirts. It's a whole. It's a whole situation. So that's wonderful. My so they're all. They're all Flamio blending Hotman. in. I mean, it's your classic. Classic. You're stuff. a legend. And I do love that they're all blending in, and then they have that meat place thing. And you, I love the revisiting that he is a vegetarian, but it's not. Yeah, it's great. I think it's a detail that. It's a very important detail for Aang. And then after that, he immediately gets caught. And then it's not for a student that is out of school, which makes a lot of sense because he did look like a little young kind of guy there. And now he's taken to Fire Nation school. Um, and they accuse him of not being from the Fire Nation because he must be from one of the colonies, which also was really interesting. And it got me thinking because the Fire Nation are colonizers and they're winning in their colony. They're taking people, kids from all over the uh, the whole world from different different areas, earth, water, and they're bringing them to the Fire Nation and kind of indoctrin indoctrinating yeah. the Fire Nation. I start looking at each of the kids' eyes, going, "Oh, oh, that guy is probably from the Water Tribe. Oh, that guy." You know, I was like, "Oh, had me thinking huh. of these things, right?" Um, well, I thought it was that first- they, I thought it was that they send out Fire Nation people to like colonize. The air, the areas of the Earth Nation. Now you've got me t- so wondering if like both things are happening or yeah, because like you know how they just took over Bossing Say and Earth Kingdom. Yeah. So I think as they're colonizing, they're taking some of the kids and going now come in here and become Fire Nation and like what like yeah like that's why you don't know any of this stuff because you're not, you're not Fire Nation you're actually Earth Kingdom or Water Tribe or something and now now you're gonna be Fire Nation. It has dark implications for Super dark. Super dark. We don't dig into it. Yeah. Um, So his first lesson is in bowing etiquette. And then he gets out of taking off his headband by saying that he has a scar, which is, you know, probably because he's friends with Zuko, kind of. He's like, I have a scar. There you go. I'm going to cover that up. There you go. Um, But I'll admit, yeah. But I'll admit that while I have said in the past that there are a lot of good people in the Fire Nation, I mean, there are. There are some good people, but that (laughs) teacher is not one of them. The teacher's <laughs> scary. She's so mean. I'm not a fan of the te- of a teacher being like, let me humiliate you publicly in front of the entire class. That's not my style of teacher. You know what I mean? But look at all those sweet little kids that are in there with him. They're genuinely nice and... Agree. That one kid's not nice, but, uh, you know... One kid is a jerk. That yeah. guy. Especially if you're referencing 80s movies. Exactly. Like, where, where's your popular kid bully? Exactly. As uncool as the teacher is, we do see that Aang makes it to the end of the school day and that even though he 
and he even managed to have fun. Uh, there's a nice girl that assures him that she won't turn him in for having a monkey smuggled in his shirt. That's Momo. Uh, and then we have a very karate kid like moment where a jerk, a popular kid bully, uh, basically tells Aang to stay away from his lady. Anji, you don't have to babysit the new kid. Wow. You must be one of those popular kids I've been hearing about. That's right. Now listen, friend. I know you're from the colonies, so I'll say this slowly. Anji is my girlfriend. Don't forget it. Um, Aang's not bothered, and he pretty soon he's made some new buddies and seems to be having a pretty good time just doing the thing he's never gotten to do, which is be a regular kid. Uh like he tells Sokka, you don't, you don't know what it's like. You get to be normal all the time, um, <laughs> which is kind of a, a nice dig. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, Aang gets back to the cave and, uh, you know, he's met by a very worried Katara and Sokka is very shocked that, uh, and passes out a couple of times, I think, about Aang being enrolled uh in school. There's just a lot of very anime whistle uh, synthesized sounds that Ben Wynn, you know, who we've had on the podcast. He just like, he really is playing at the top of his game on this one with the comedy. Nice. So we're going to play a quick Good clip job, of that ben. because Ben nails it with, uh, like, I want my life to be um, scored by Ben Wynn and I want sounds like that to happen <laughs> when I'm like, they what? <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then I faint. So huge shout out to Ben. That's all. <laughs> Great job, Ben. Zuko uh, sneaks into a Fire Nation prison tower, makes the guard promise not to tell anyone that he's been there. I was kind of surprised. I like the guard just kind of immediately respects him and doesn't treat him as this fugitive prince that he is. I'm back um, in the fold, John. He's like, Zuko's yeah, you back are. in the fold. And that guard wilts like a week old daisy. <laughs> he does. Um, but we don't even know why he's there yet, right? We just know that he's at the prison, but we don't actually know why. Right. And then we find Uncle Iroh sitting on the floor of his cell, mm. not looking so good and not even facing Zuko. Uh, and yeah, this is, you know, what's going to, their relationship looks like it's, it looks like it's irreparable. Yeah. It's so emotional. And it's such an, it's the the whole journey of Iroh and Zuko is so emotional. And this part of it is so hard. Like it's, it's a very hard thing to watch. Um, luckily we don't have to watch it too long because we go back to the cave where the gang is trying to convince Aang not to go to school again. But Aang has some pretty good reasons. Now, hard to know whether or not they're real reasons or they're like reasons that you give your parents to let you do something when you know that that's not really your reason for doing it. But he's like, no, no, this is the future of the Fire Nation. Like, this is where I'm gathering intel. You should probably agree that I should go back, see? Like, apparently I found out there's a secret underground river that leads directly to Ozai's palace. Wouldn't have known that. You know, if I hadn't been to school, so guess I got to go back. And here we have an enthusiastic gang saying something that I, we've said it before. It's truly nearly as iconic as my cabbages. John O'Brien, you gave us the expression. Flamio Hotman, this is where we hear it in the episode. You are a legend. 
I'm just oh, wondering shucks. if maybe we should. That, yeah, this is I'm I'm like try, I want to be a legend. Also, I'm trying to think if there's like an expression that like is like what's our Flamio Hotman? Do you know what I mean, Dante? Like what's what are we gonna bring to the Avatar verse? Like I don't have there, a my cabbages. I don't, I don't have, I don't a have any, No, there and and another line that I sign a lot on on pictures is in this episode with May when he says, "You're so beautiful when you hate the world." Fans <laughs> love that line. That's a that's a that's a forever that's line. Sweet that's a forever line. Business right there. Gothy, yes. you're that, that's a you you have some heaters, some heaters in this particular episode. I don't hate you. Too. Is that version of I love you too? I don't hate you, and I don't hate you. Also, exactly heaters. Exactly. Uh, all right, I guess we'll go back to the show, but I just I need I just need to figure out what my own Flamio Hotman is going to be that I that I bring to the world so that people put my sayings on a shirt, John O'Brien. Flamio Hotman. Flamio. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Uh, so we go. We do go back to the prison. Zuko is basically just outright blaming Iroh for his own situation. Not my favorite moment. And Iroh is, as we said, he kind of was wanting his help too. He kind of was wanting his help a little bit. He's like, I want the help. I came for. Then he's like, You're not going to talk to me. Then he starts blaming. I'm not saying it's cool. He's blaming. I'm saying he first went with with love and kind of, you know. Okay. All right. If you say so. (laughs) I don't know if he went with love. I don't know if he went with love. He's trying to justify him turning turning his on, his on his uncle, uncle yeah. right? He got That's caught up, but he when got caught up in his sister, he's justifying to himself. There it's you like, go. I, there you go. And 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 Iroh won't. He's just not biting. And then you know, of course, Zuko has this like just great kind of mini tantrum, like we would probably all do if we were in that very specific situation that Zuko finds himself in. But you know, he's super he, rough. He does that thing where he screams at him, and um, and as hard as it is to listen to, I think we're just going to play it right now so that we can no, truly, yeah, play we've got to truly no. lean in and see go how sad things. this is. Why do you want to go back to these moments? <laughs> You're not going to say anything. You're a crazy old man. You're crazy, and if you weren't in jail, you'd be sleeping in a gutter. Part of the journey, Dante. It's all part uh, of the journey. We already lived that journey. Yeah. This episode is made possible by PWC. It's getting hot out here. Moving the mercury can help move your business. PWC helps turn sustainability theory into real world action. Reduce your carbon footprint while increasing transparency in net zero commitments. Start with reporting to identify your climate risks and reinvent your business. Create a more sustainable business and a stronger planet. It's all part of The New Equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Well, it's the next day now. Now we're in the next day. And we're back at the school where Aang is struggling to keep up with the Pledge of Allegiance to Lord Ozai, uh, which is actually called the the Fire Nation Oath. Yes. Anybody want to say it with me? Anybody want to say it with me? Let's do it. My 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 life life, I give to my country. country. With With my my hands hands, I fight fight for Fire Lord Ozai. For the Fire Lord Ozai. 
and our, and forefathers, our forefathers before, before him. him. With my mind, with my I, mind seek I seek ways to, to better, better my, my country. country. And with my, and with feet, my feet, may I may march. march of civilization, civilization continue. continue. Can Fire I t- blah, 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 blah. I'd like to say that when Zuko became Fire Lord, he changed that. I don't think that's rocking anymore like that in the Fire Nation. I'd like to say that. When Aang can't recite along with the others, you know, people are laughing there. And then they're punished by a pop quiz by their favorite teacher about the history of the Fire Nation. And then here we have this really awesome scene where uh, we see how one nation may interpret history differently then others, the ones who won, get the benefit of saying how they re- remembered it. And then Aang, you know, he actually says it the way he remembered it. And then the teacher's like, well, if you were there 100 years ago, maybe you didn't. And, and I love just seeing Aang like, I was there. I know exactly uh-huh. how it went down. Yeah, but that. <laughs> yeah. We're not saying that. right, Not right now. Yeah. Uh, so he actually understands the whole Sozin and the Air Nomads and how he was there. And so for sure it's played out for comedy here, but also, you know, it does explain to, to, to everyone how history is built. The winners, the spoils of war is they get to write the history. The winners get to write the history, like it or not. Um, anyhow, past the distorted history lessons, we get to the music portion of the show and um, we get to see now uh, Aang in uh, in music class, and he's playing a uh, what is that horn? A, What's that horn? A sungi horn. A is that a real horn? horn? I, I don't think so. It's an invention. Okay. Visually, it might be based on a real instrument, but uh. okay. But we might have seen this before. Sungi horns. Oh yeah. So yeah, it was invented. It's an invented instrument for the Avatar verse. And uh, it is uh, was actually based or represented by the Armenian Duduk. Duduk, Duduk I what? Think. Yeah. So cool. So when you see or hear something from the the, the Songi horn in Avatar, you are actually hearing a Duduk, 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 or Duduk. We're gonna have to ask Jeremy. We're gonna have to ask Jeremy when he comes back. Jeremy, we'll is it to, Duduk or is it Pronunciation Duduk? lessons. Yeah. And Anyhow, speaking of, I did yeah. love. I love that he's an airbender playing an air instrument. Uh-oh. I would did absolutely not think about that. That is an amazing observation, my friend. And I do want to say, I just, I did write Jeremy when I was watching this scene to say, like, I I always love, um, in movies or in, in shows when a band is intentionally bad and you sort of imagine the, like, very... Uh, well-trained and musicians that they have in a room as they're recording this, you know, the soundtrack for something. And they're like, and now you need to sound like garbage. Like that just really tickled me. So I wrote him and said, like, did you have a room full of like these amazing musicians that you had to sort of go, no, no, worse. No, it needs to be worse than that. Even worse than that. Sorry. Um, And he said, no, that he himself played all of the instruments for that wow. scene Amazing. and that he was terrible yeah. at them. <laughs> so in that case, it really was just truly very easily accomplished. He's like, I really didn't have to do anything because I did not know how to play them well. And that's why they have the sound that they have, which I love. Who's on? I know, I'm a terrible Soongi hornist. 
No, child. That hullabaloo going on with your feet. Is that a nervous disorder? I was just dancing. You do dances here in the homeland, right? Not really, no. Dancing is not conducive to a proper learning environment. Young people must have rigid discipline and order. But what about expressing yourself? I know sometimes we're so moved by our love for our nation that we can't control our own bodies. If you must, you may march in place quietly next time the urge hits you. It, it, sometimes you're so moved by love of your country that you have to, you, you can march in place. Um, and uh, Anji, this girl, uh, tells Aang how much she likes his dancing. He offers to show her again, uh, but her boyfriend shows up and he is not feeling it. And you get the sense that this guy is very used to winning the fights he starts, but not this time because Aang is, you know, being an airbender is all head movement and the guy can't lay a hand on him. And of course they both get blamed and punished, which means you got to bring your parents and to meet the principal. Thank you for coming, Mr. and Mrs. Fire! Wang Fire! This is my wife, Sapphire! Sapphire Fire, nice to meet you. Mr. and Mrs. Fire. Yeah, next scene. Uh, in my opinion, all gold. <laughs> uh, couldn't agree just, more. Couldn't yeah. agree more. And I'll just jump in and say, I love this because you could have shown us the, like, you know, we, that would have been fun too. We could, yeah, we could have, you could have shown Aang being like, guys, I have to tell you something. Like, we could have seen that exposition play out. And I love that you did not do that. I love that you just, just like sure. immediately. Smash like, cut. Yeah, <laughs> the smash cut is so funny. It makes it even funnier. It's such a great choice. I love it. Reminiscent of uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off when Matthew Broderick comes yes. in as the oh, father. Yeah, sure. Like, Because in your mind, you're like, there's no way these kids are going to be parents. And then it's like Matthew Broderick is like, Playing the father is somehow working. And the same thing with Sokka. Like, it's somehow working the father thing. Yeah. Full on Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Sokka talking about how he's going to straighten him out something fierce. <laughs> um, and Katara, fierce. for some reason, pregnant. Yeah. It ages her up. It makes sense. It ages her up. It's like, well, she's got to be a full grown adult. She's going to have a baby. Absolutely. She's the, a mom for sure. No, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And I do want to give a special shout out to Jack DeSena for that scene because, uh, and the animators who, like, that is a beautiful marriage of stuff because. In that scene, Sokka is so angry, spittle is actually coming out of his mouth. Don't you worry, Mr. Headmaster. I'll straighten this boy out something fierce. Young man, as soon as we get home, you're going to get the punishment of a lifetime. That's what I like to hear. I swear they actually animated him like spitting with anger. And it is so funny to me. It's such an inspired so performance in voice and in animation. That is when you really realize like, oh, this is it takes a village. It's wonderful. The writing and the and the acting, the animating. Jack is a comedy juggernaut. Oh, my yes, God. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. You want you want to take advantage of everything he brings to the table for sure. And you absolutely did in this scene. Um we know now that, like, I guess what happens to you if you uh, misbehave is that you just get sent to work in the coal mine. You just don't get a lot of reform school. <laughs> up. Like, there's not a lot of options. Like, you're behaving or you are working in a coal mine. So 
that's a little grim. But uh, but so we see we see the fire family. We see Sapphire uh, and uh, weighing fire, as you pointed out earlier, John. And it's beautiful. Um, and then we then we go in and check in with our favorite goth couple, Zuko and May. They're watching the sunset. They're disparaging it. Uh, they're making out. And then Azula interrupts them and kind of sends May off so that she can discuss Zuko's visits to Uncle Iroh. They're making out in front of Azula. They don't stop. I know. It's like Azula comes in like, they just go back to it. Like, dude, it's what's awkward. going on? Like, we don't care <laughs> it's about awkward. Azula. It's awkward. awkward. We don't care. Yeah. <laughs> the little sister busts into the room yeah. and ruins just, everything. I, have to, I constantly have to remind myself she's a younger sister. I constantly I have know, to remind myself it. she's younger. I don't get it, John. She's a younger sister. Yeah. We're so I scared know. of her. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So she's, she's like, yeah, she's terrifying. And she's like, oh, I heard you're doing this. And, you know, it's that classic trick where he's like, how'd you know? And she's like, because you just told me. Classic Azula, always playing that chess game. And, uh, and I she's, hate her. She, yeah, I hate her. I, I mean, totally. And she's, you know, she's like, listen, I'm just, watch your back. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going to use this against you. I'm just warning you. Uh, and then we go back to the cave where Aang has, is just very convinced that he needs to do something to help positively influence the future of the of the Fire Nation. It's very, very important. He's got to find a way to help shape their future, uh, which I guess in his case is just to host a secret dance party. You know, it's those small decisions. It's those small things that you hey. bring to a community that really help shape it. Um, it's big. It's that, big. Yeah. yeah. So the, the the party is going to happen at the cave. Everybody kind of helps and does their part. Toph helps to make it into a little bit more of a uh, dance-like setting. Uh, the students approach. Appa goes into hiding. Shout out to Appa, by the way, who I have to say does not get to do that much in this episode. He's definitely very undercover in this episode, does not have a lot going on. Uh, but shout out to him. The students, um, you know, the band's playing much better this time. Uh, and then Aang is trying to get the kids to dance. And um, they're just so shy uh, that he's like, well, no, look, it wasn't always like this in the Fire Nation. Look, I'll even show you some Fire Nation moves, right? So he's trying to get them to engage. We do tease about dancing, but you think about it. It's like we all have memories of like school dances, eighth grade, high school. They're very core memories. So Aang is giving these Fire Nation kids some core memories that they're going to hold with them for the future. So now we're back at the prison tower. Suko's trying again with Iroh, and this time he's brought in um, some Komodo chicken. It becomes clear that Zuko really needs to be able to confide in Uncle Iroh, maybe now, maybe now more than ever. Suko tells Iroh that, yes, he's gotten everything he spent the last three years dreaming about, but he's still not happy. He feels sure that the Avatar is still alive and doesn't know what to do about it. But Iroh remains silent, so Zuko busts one of his classic petulant moves and just storms off but his heart's not really in it i mean he does it because he's he you know he's playing it out because he's zuko but i don't think his heart's really in it and then as the scene ends we see uncle iroh he's crying the feel like that one tear from iroh is like ah and it makes me feel it makes everybody feel guilty we're so guilty right but now we're going back to the dance party we're going back at the dance party where ang finally gets the kids to start dancing and um yeah by the way, Katara doesn't seem to love Aang's dancing with a with a Anji too much. There's a little vibe going on with Anji, and I don't even know what Anji's doing with the jerk guy. She needs to figure that out. I don't know. Yeah, she's cute though. It's an and 80s then we trope. do see we don't know why these girls are with these guys. Yeah, like what's going to say something to your guy? What are you? What's going on? And then we see some pretty sweet hip hop moves in there. We see a lot of different men. I love seeing the one guy that. 
that's always at the club that's dancing super hard but doesn't really know what he's doing, can't really control his body <laughs> yes, too well. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> have it. good. It's the vibe is like, yeah. I'm with you. You're not doing good, but you're doing the best ever. Yeah. But and, I, and you, you you captured that guy perfectly. I love that. So um, expressing himself very well for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Yes, yes, just ex- yes. Go for it. Dance like you're no not, one's watching. Even that's in what this he case, was doing. everyone's watching. Finally, like Aang ask guitar to dance and they do this really wonderful dance it's kind of part martial arts part partner dancing part capoeira what's that is it capoeira cap, cap, yeah capoeira good call capoeira. Unfortunately, in comes the team of bad dudes by our what is what does that guy have a name? The, the, the Johnny guy that Yeah, Hide? his name's Hide and he is uh He's always those guys always a jerk. He brings all the adults with him. Mm-hmm. What a jerk. Yeah. And so they come in, they break up the party, and then they are looking for the student with the headband, and then all of a sudden one by one, headbands keep popping up. All these Fire Nation kids with headbands, guys, girls, everybody, and we can't find Love Aang. It. And Aang gets out there clean with the gang. And last second, boom, Earth bends the thing closed, so he's gone, gone, which freaks out one of the one of the students. Like, <gasps> they're benders. Freaked him out. But and Aang has laid the seeds of rebellion. Yeah, amongst yes. the Fire Nation youth. Well done. So the end is Zuko basically, you know, coming, you know, he's walking through this quiet industrial part of town. Uh, and we sort of realize, like, oh, he, if he, he's come to the conclusion that if I can't have my uncle, I'm going to go to this awful secret weapon that may or may not be a terrible idea, but it's all I got. And it's Combustion Man. And he, is the guy that Zuko is sending after the Avatar. Do not mess with this guy. Combustion man. Man. Yeah, they're going to have to. Um, Everybody, that is the end of the episode. You're absolutely right. Quickly, we want to shout out the extraordinary guest cast. Everyone was so great in this one. Jean Sakata as Mrs. Kwan. We have Tinashe as Anji, Matthew Underwood as Hide and the little timid kid. Noah Luke uh, is Shoji, the little kid that he becomes friends with. Jim uh, Ward is one of the headmasters, uh, is the main headmaster. And then Phil Proctor is that um, kooky music teacher. But everyone did such a great job as all of those roles and um, really brought everything to life. And and it's wonderful. It's wonderful. We'll talk about it more when we have uh, Kisu with us again. But the, all the dance in this is really thoughtful. And there's just like some kind of overlap with these different, you were talking about it too, Dante, the different forms of martial arts that are being incorporated. Um, and uh, we, capoeira. Yeah. capoeira. And so we know that it's the band. Uh, we, we now know it's the belt from the school uniform, which is why all the kids are able to like quickly, you know, put the, put it on to, to help Aang make his escape. 
Um, and but but one cool thing is that he's wearing the belt upside down, which kind of makes it yeah, look more like symbol? his arrow, which I think is cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we talked about uh, we talked about our hybrid animals. Thank you for clarifying the toucan puffins. This is why Puffin. we have the experts oh, on we the show. I forgot the uh, hippo cow. Oh, we're going to a meat place. Come on, Aang. Everyone here eats meat, even the meat. Guys, go ahead. Oh, yeah, the hippo it's, cow. Even the meat eats the, meat. The meat that eats meat. Yeah. Yes, oh, thank the you. hippo cow. The meat that eats the meat. The meat hippo eats meat. He's terrifying. Cow. Yeah. <laughs> He's a terrifying well, cow. That's Cows yeah. in our world don't eat meat, but do hippos eat meat? N- not really. <laughs> <laughs> but this one does. <laughs> the hippo that cow. hippo cow. When, when might you put get the two mad. things together, yeah, it might get creates a hunger for meat. I understand. They don't have mad <laughs> cow disease. Sense. They don't have mad hippo cow disease out, out in the Avatarverse. <laughs> it just makes sense now. Uh, we got to talk about most valuable bending and non-bending. Um, this is an interesting episode because we're not we seeing a, a ton bending. of bending. It's not a bending heavy episode. Um, what, uh, but like, what are we talking about? I mean, are we, are we talking about Toph moving the Toph walls so the that end. they can make at their the escape? End. Like, what else, That's what else it. do you guys think? There, what? there's also the cloud. The cloud. There's a talking there's cloud. cloud. Always important. Traveling incognito. That's all the bending that went on in this episode. I don't think Zuko does one fire bending anything. Yeah. He's too busy smooching and... He's yeah. He's yelling. He's kiss bending. He's he's kiss, <laughs> kiss bending, bending like a teenager. He's a tantrum lot. bending when he's uh, visiting. A lot of Iroh. tantrum bending. Great a lot tantrum, of bending. tantrum bending. I feel like I mean the cloud. I think is great. Um, I I guess I personally will vote for. I'll put my vote in for Toph. You know, getting them out I'll of there for, by well, being into Toph because I like to get away. Yeah, the Toph thing. We like a good getaway. Like, what about like most valuable non bending? That's like, that's another uh, a question. A lot of good things. A lot of good Maybe things. Maybe the dance. Maybe Aang and Katara's yeah. dance. I think the dance. Or, I love For Katang shippers out there, it's definitely the dance. It's a great sure. dance. It's a great dance, and it and it ties up with the homage to Footloose in a lovely way, and it's beautifully animated. Um, I'm very comfortable with that. I think that's a great, yeah, valuable non-bending the dance moment. Good. It's la- yeah, it's laying that groundwork for more Katang vibes. Um, totally. I love it. I agree. And there's, of course, Azula trapping her brother into saying what he did without doing it. She's so good at bending and non-bending. She's terrifying in everything she does. We already gave her Machiavellian ways uh, uh, too much of a shout out last Let's episode. Let's give it to so. the dance. Well, she's, yeah, gonna we're, say, giving it up, we're gonna give it up to the dance. Or the non-bending. I'm just gonna give it to Katara in the Fire Nation outfit. Just that moment alone. Also great. Non-bending moment. Also great. Pretty spectacular. Yeah, also great. John O'Brien, thank you so much yes. for doing this episode with us. This was amazing. This was super fun. You're a legend. Yes, you got to. You have to come back for more of your episodes because it's so fun hanging out with yeah, you let's and do it. getting yeah. getting some tidbits from you. And look at the magic that you have written in this episode alone. Flame your hot man. Yeah. You're so beautiful when you hate the world. I hate you. I hate you too. Like there's, yeah. there's these things that are just in the in the zeitgeist of what is in the world, and I love it. We're excited about anything you're working on and uh, can't wait to hear more um, as as uh, as as we find out more. So thank you can't for wait. doing this. I'm working on uh, a fighting game at Riot Games called Project L that people oh should play next year. God, I can't All right. I'm a big Riot game player. I'm a League of Legends guy. I've heard that about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's talk. Let's talk. That's Let's sweet. talk, John. I love That's the guys sweet. at Riot. Right I mean, all right.
All right, everybody, cool. I, I think we know what to Thanks, say. Dudes. Hotman, 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 Hotman. Flamio, Hotman. Flamio. Have a great week. Flamio, Flamio. Talk to you next okay. week. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Avatar Braving the Elements. Want more Avatar? Follow the official Avatar Braving the Elements account on TikTok at, at Avatar Official Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Janet Varney and Dante Bosco. The theme song was composed and produced by Jeremy Zuckerman. Audio production and editing was provided by Zeke Rodriguez Thomas and MindJam Media. Avatar Braving the Elements was executive produced by Lynn Keston Sessler. Produced by Lisa Summerscale Steeler with consulting producer Janet Varney with production support from Kira Chow. And special thanks to Avatar Studios, Garrett Beltis, and Danielle Pretzfelder Demchik. Trademark copyright and phone record 2023 Viacom International Incorporated, all rights reserved. This has been a Nickelodeon original podcast. Thank <laughs> you.